Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number two of Not Giving a Puck with your host, Nick Scortino. So today, a whole lot of information to dive into revolving around the world of the NHL. There is, um, it is just, there's so much stuff. I mean, we're going to be talking about Johnny Gaudreau going on spitting chiclets, Matthew Kachuk, and what his current situation with the Calgary Flames might mean. He might be he might be getting traded. He might end up coming to terms with Calgary on a new contract. So there's a whole uh, plethora of information on that that we'll be diving into. Patrick Laine and his status with the Columbus Blue Jackets after they acquire Johnny Gaudreau. Pierre-Luc Dubois and uh, what his contract situation is looking like right now with the Winnipeg Jets. Then uh, we'll, be, we'll be talking about the top remaining free agents that are currently left unsigned, and we'll be diving into the players that have filed for salary arbitration, and the dates for that have not been announced, but we'll be going over all the players for the teams that have players that have uh, filed for this. So we're going to start getting into that after a short little break, so... We will be right back. What's going on, ladies and gents of Chop Sports? It's your boy, Sturch, again. And today I want to talk to you about our newest affiliate and sponsor, and that's the Fusco Insurance Agency. Michael Fusco has partnered up with Chop Sports, and we are very pumped about every single service his company has to offer. The Fusco Insurance Agency offers personal and commercial lines, life insurance, health insurance. They even help with retirement and employee benefit administration. They offer accounting services through Prestige Tax Group, Tax Preparation and Planning, Bookkeeping, Payroll, Retirement Planning, Insurance, Asset Protection, and even Life Settlements. Guys, they even fix your credit, okay? They have credit repair through their own physically fit credit repair. They offer exclusive plans, and Fusco's promise to you is that you can't lose money and you can participate in all the gains with a cap. If you're looking for a blend of personal service and expertise, you've come to the right place. They offer a broad range of services for business owners and independent professionals. Their rates are affordable, they're very experienced, and of course, the most important part about this whole thing, they're very friendly people. Visit the website right now for more of the ins and outs that Michael offers at www.fuscoinsurancecompany.com. All right, welcome back to episode number two of Not Giving a Puck. So, we have a lot of stuff to get into. We're going to dive right into Matthew Kachuk and what this means for him uh, with his future with Calgary. So the other day, the Calgary Flames tweeted out, um, they tweeted out, the Flames have filed for club-elected salary arbitration with Matthew Kachuk. This provides us the opportunity to continue to work with his representatives towards a contractual resolution while removing the possibility of an offer sheet. Pretty much... What this means for Kachuk's future as a Calgary Flame is that, um, you know, he may be traded within the next few days. Uh, it's as simple as that. I, I don't really see him staying in Calgary, to be honest. Um, there's a few teams uh, that could trade for him, the Rangers, the Islanders, the St. Louis Blues, the Devils, obviously, and a few other teams that may... Uh, come up in that conversation, but it's going to take a pretty big package to get uh, Kachuk out of Calgary. And I think at this point, he might just want to do what Gaudreau did and say he wants to come home, which means he wants to go back to the United States. And nothing wrong with that, but it really is kind of interesting because 
of how this happened because Gaudreau could have done this could have done a similar thing uh, instead of literally walking for free, and Kachuk, it looks like he may be trying to help Calgary in some sort of way. I mean, it doesn't really it doesn't seem like he's really helping, but that is uh, definitely something that might happen. I mean, a, a trade package for him is definitely going to be huge, and I think it's a. Uh, I think I genuinely think it's going to happen. There's a lot of evidence that points to him wanting out. And after you lose a guy like Johnny Gaudreau, you may not want to stay because this, you don't know how good this team is going to be, and you don't know who else they can really bring in. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be something to watch these next few days. And we, I will definitely keep you all updated in that sense because this is going to be a. Uh, Another big domino uh, falling in the NHL in terms of a big-name trade that uh, will happen. So then moving on, we have Patrick Laine. Um, this one, there's really not a lot of news on this. It's really just Patrick Laine is still a restricted free agent, and the Blue Jackets signed Johnny Gaudreau, but they don't really have a lot of cap space left to sign Laine. So this is going to be another uh, interesting case where he could uh, – could be offer sheeted he could be traded there's gonna be something that happens with him and you know i i fully see him being traded i do not see him staying there or being able to sign long term i think columbus has to move a few pieces around to create cap space and i don't know how you do that when you just sign somebody to a seven-year uh 9.75 uh contract so we'll we'll see what happens uh, with that, Line is a fantastic player and will definitely uh, get a lot of uh, a lot of attention in terms of a potential trade. Um, so, switching over to the person that <laughs> it's really funny talking about this, but uh, going we're going back to the player. We're now going to the player that was traded for Patrick Line when. Uh, Winnipeg traded Line A to Columbus. Pierre-Luc Dubois has stated publicly that he'd like to play for the Montreal Canadiens, and he has passed on going to arbitration with the Winnipeg Jets. The only deal that he has on the table right now is a one-year, six million dollar deal that he has forfeited the uh, and he has forfeited the right to try to get a better, a better and bigger deal by um, not going to arbitration. So right now, a team can offer sheet him. The Jets will probably match it to keep him and, you know, just further prolong him going to a uh, different team. So we'll see what that can do. But the offer can, however, be a one to seven year deal and the Jets will end up having a week to match it. So it looks like they might be doing that because they don't want to lose him. I mean, he is a um, you know, he's a 24 year old restricted free agent. And he scored uh, 28 goals and had 32 assists last season and. That's he may not want to play for you anymore, but that's definitely a type of player you don't want to lose. And you know, there's just a it's just like a it's like a weird murky situation because nothing like concrete has really happened, and it's just kind of a whole bunch of talk going back and forth between these uh, Dubois and Winnipeg, and I don't really know what's going to happen. I'll be honest, I really don't. Uh, I can obviously see him wanting to go play for Montreal. Montreal has a little bit more of a brighter future than Winnipeg does at the current moment, but that's also because 
Montreal just got um, Kirby Doc. They, they traded for him. Um, they got Jaraj Slavkovsky. They got a few other guys um, out of the draft as well. Uh, yeah, they have Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield, Carey Price, uh, Marty St. Louis, now the uh, head coach of that team. So there is a lot of posi- positive things happening in Montreal. But, you know, that doesn't mean that Montreal might necessarily want him. I mean, he is a great player. He's only 24 years old, but it's gonna it's gonna be tough to do that. And honestly, if he wants to if Dubois wants to play in Montreal so badly, I think that he just says, "Screw it. Sign the one-year deal, play in Winnipeg for one more season, and he'll be on a cheaper salary. It's only a one-year, 6 million dollar deal, so if he's on that cheaper salary, then he will um he could be a trade target. They could trade for him uh, and won't have to necessarily give up a lot. He'd only be on a one-year contract. Or just say, hey, I'll sign this one-year contract and see I'm heading to free agency next year. So that might be the best-case scenario for Dubois as because I don't really see anybody touching him with an offer or using any sort of offer sheet on him. So there's a – it's – once we get more concrete information as to what is happening with this, it'll be a little bit easier to fully understand how this might have happened and what really might be a um, what might be more concrete in oh he's going to do this this and this or that and things like that. So once we we can get that figured out. We will definitely have more to talk about Dubois. I don't. Th- I think this is going to kind of kind of drag along for the rest of free agency. Honestly, it might even drag along closer to the season. But we uh, we will see what he decides to do. But I mean, Montreal can sign him. Could sign him to a uh, two year for on a two year offer sheet. And average annual value is so high that Winnipeg decides to uh, decides that they're better off just taking draft compensation because there is. Uh, specific draft compensation for how big the AAV of the contract is in terms of it. So if it's between 750000 and $1.3 million, there's no compensation. Uh, if it's between $1.3 and $2.1 million, it's one third-round pick. If it's between $2.1 and $4.2 million, it's one second-round pick. If it's between $4.2 and $6.3 million, it's a first-round pick and a third-round pick. And... Um, going down the list, six point three between six point three and eight point four, it's a first round, a second round, and a third round pick. Um, if it's between eight point four and ten point five, it is a two. It's two first round picks, one second round pick, and one third round pick. And if it's between if it's ten point five or more, uh, it's four first round picks. So honestly, if I'm Winnipeg, I'm looking at that and going, okay, go ahead and offer sheet him something, and we'll just take the. Uh, the picks because those those picks could definitely help you out in the future and i i i think that would probably be one of the better things to work out for both sides he go dubois goes to play for montreal and winnipeg gets some draft picks back not much more you can hate about that and one guy i wanted to uh talk about before we get into the free agents and uh the the top remaining free agents and the people going to arbitration uh, William Nylander has been drawing a lot of interest uh, the last f- uh, few days, and 
I mean, rightfully so. He played 81 games last year, 34 goals, 46, uh, 46 assists, and 80 points. So, obviously, you know, he had a great year for Toronto. But it's going to be – I feel like it's going to be a little tough to for Toronto to kind of move on from him if they can. But, you know – He's only 26 years old. They can they can easily get a lot of draft compensation back for him, and um, he he's a good option for most teams that need a, a good young center. I mean, six foot, 196 pounds, uh, righty shot. What's not? <laughs> there's really really not much more you can want out of a center. I mean, he'd be a great option for most teams in the league. So that's definitely a name I think uh, we all need to keep an eye on because he may be moved in the uh, next few days. I mean, who knows? He could even be part of the uh, could even be a part of a trade that maybe Toronto goes and tries to get tries to sign Matthew Kachuk. Who knows? <laughs> There's a whole lot of stuff going on, and there are some trades that have happened that I want to talk about one of them this one this one pains me a little bit as a devil's fan to talk about but it'd be uh john marino from pittsburgh penguins was traded to the devils in uh exchange for ty smith and a 2023 third round pick so good on devils to get a good uh you know big defenseman but did you really have to trade ty smith I mean, he's 22 years old. He did have a rough season last year. I mean, going over to his stats, they obviously aren't great. But, you know, uh, last season, 66 games played, 5 goals, 15 assists, 20 points. Obviously not the best, but he's 22 years old. He His first season with the Devils, I mean, he played um, – What's it called? He played 48 games, uh, two goals, 21 assists, 23 points. Obviously, you know, he only got three points uh, less this season, but he showed some really good signs of being a great offensive defenseman. And I understand the Devils have a lot of uh, defensive depth. Uh, obviously, that was addressed a lot in this year's draft. But, you know, it just it kind of sucks to move on from a guy like this. Uh, I think he did have a lot of upside. Um, it hurts. It, I don't really like the trade to be honest, but uh, at the same time, I don't really, I haven't really seen much of John Marino play. And once I see how how much better, if he plays better than Ty Smith, great. And if you know Ty Smith is probably going to play very well in uh, Pittsburgh, so best of luck to him. And the other trade that was made also involved Pittsburgh. The Canadians traded Jeff Petrie and Ryan. I'm probably going to butcher this name. Polling to Pittsburgh in exchange for Mike Matheson and a fourth-round pick in 2023. So Canadians got Jeff Petrie's contract off their hands, created a little bit more cap flexibility, and Pittsburgh got a defenseman that could help help them out. I mean, obviously Pittsburgh has struggled a little bit with defense, and that's kind of shown. Uh, Tristan Jari, Casey DeSmith uh, haven't really been super consistent, and we'll see what how Petrie does in uh, Pittsburgh. So those are the two trades that I wanted to address. And now going forward, we're going to 
uh, continue before uh, continue with talking about free agents. Where you're going to go go into the top remaining free agents. Um, so starting, well, we got the, we got the forwards. Uh, Patrice Bergeron is still a free agent. Um, obviously, I don't see him going anywhere else. He's going to stay with Boston. Uh, I don't think there's really. I don't think there's any other team you'd want to go play for, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all, and makes sense. Um, I mean, he's 36 years old. Go play like one or two more seasons as the uh, with the Bruins. Um, he had 65 points last season, uh, 25 goals, 40 assists in 73 games. He was a fantastic uh, two-way player. He led the NHL in faceoff percentage again and won the. Uh, Selkie Trophy for the fifth time. Uh, he has 982 points, uh, 400 goals, 582 assists in 1,216 games during during 18 seasons with Boston. Um, I mean, he won the Stanley Cup in 2011. It, it, the list goes on and on for how great of a player Patrice Bergeron is. I hate saying that because I really don't like the Bruins, but that's besides the point. He's a fantastic player, and, you know, be weird to see him go to a different team. He really would if he does. But no, I I really see him returning in Boston. So then we have another centerman in Nazem Kadri. So obviously he was a played a very big part in the Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup this year. He had uh, fifteen points, seven goals, eight assists in sixteen playoff games to help the Avalanche win the Stanley Cup. Um, he had 28 goals and an NHL career high in uh, assists this year with 59, and he had 87 points. He had uh, 29 power play points, and these this is all in 71 regular season games. So he, um, you know, he played for the he played for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he's uh, obviously was a part of the Colorado Avalanche. Honestly, I I see the Avalanche finding a way to keep him. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna go anywhere and cash in. I really don't. And I I think that would be a perfect fit for Colorado if they can get him back because he played this huge part last season to get them to win a Stanley Cup. And obviously, you don't want to lose a type of player like that. And, you know, there's really not much more to say about that. I mean, this is just the type of guy you do not want to lose on your team. And, I mean, hell, he did half of the stuff he did with in the play, uh, Stanley Cup Finals with a broken thumb. So, you know... He's a very resilient centerman, and he's been very reliable. So I still see Colorado finding some way to make this work. Uh, Phil Kessel is also a free agent, and his stats have not been what they once were, but it is Phil the Thrill Kessel, and, you know, there's really not <laughs> I, there's really not much more to say about him. He's a 34-year-old forward. Um he had he's been with the Coyotes for uh, the past three seasons. He had fifty two points, eight goals, forty four assists, and fourteen power power play points in eighty two games last season. And he's obviously been a proven scorer in the league, two time Cup winner with the Penguins, and uh, not really much more to talk about with Phil Kessel. I I really think a, a contender goes out and uh, gets him to provide some depth on their squad and. He goes and uh, chases another cup after being stuck in Arizona for the last three seasons. So I think that's what he does. He signs with a contender. 
the final forward that we have on this list is Paul Stastny uh, with the Winnipeg Jets. So uh, he had most points uh, since 2017-2018 when he had 53 points with the Jets. Uh, he had 45 points this past season. He had 21 goals, 24 assists in 71 games this past season, and he would definitely provide the veteran leadership to uh, any sort of younger team that may need him. And I think, uh, I really think that he would be a perfect fit for the New York Rangers. I think that that veteran guy to come in, step in, um, be a very he'd be a very good center for them. And he'd help out a lot with uh, his veteran leadership. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the Rangers are obviously in a better spot than most of the um, teams around the tri-state area. But just to add a type of guy like, type of guy like that, you, you'd love to have that. And I think that it might work out very well for the Rangers if they can get him especially on a little bit of a cheaper deal because they don't have that much cap space. But if they can go out and get a guy like Stastny to shore up the uh, third or fourth line, it might help them uh, a lot this upcoming season. Uh, now transitioning to defense. Uh, not a lot on this list. Um, it's really just three defensemen. Uh, we've got John Klingberg. From the Dallas Stars, um, we knew that he was becoming a free agent, and I honestly, I don't really know where he will sign, but I do have a weird feeling it might be Seattle. Go, go there, become a uh, you know one of their top defensemen, and I think that he might actually help them turn the corner. I mean, they got Shane Wright this year in the draft, and they. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of upside in Seattle. It's not obviously not like Vegas, but Vegas right now has honestly been on the, uh, has started to decline a little bit in terms of what what happened uh, this season and what might happen in the next few seasons if they don't get their cap uh, issues under control. But it seems like Seattle doesn't have that issue yet. And if they can go get Klingberg, I think that might be a really good. Uh, a really good deal for them. I mean, uh, he had 47 points last season, six goals, 41 assists, and 74 regular season games. Uh, he averaged 22, uh, 22 uh, minutes and 13 seconds of ice time per game, and he can anchor a power play. So I think that's a really good um, player that would definitely help out Seattle and show, hey, these guys want to come play for us. So... I think that that's probably where he might end up unless Dallas comes back and resigns him because uh, right now they are talking again. So we'll uh, we'll figure out what happens with that. <laughs> so then PK Subban. Uh, obviously, I don't see him resigning with the Devils. Tom Fitzgerald has already said that that is uh, way out of the question. He's not resigning with us. So I think. He might just go sign with a contender. Uh, I think if a contender comes knocking on his door, says, "Hey, we'll give you a, a minimum." Uh, um, I don't really, I don't remember what the minimum deal for a veteran is in the NHL, but you know, give him that contract and then be like the bottom pair defenseman on a team and 
try to do something. Uh, he had 22 points, five goals, 17 assists in 77 games last season. And, you know, I think that's the best case for him. I also think it's the best case for the next player on the on the list, which is Keith Yandel. Um, you know, he played 989 consecutive games before he was a healthy scratch last season and, uh, with the Flyers. And I think the same thing with Subban. Go sign with a contender maybe for a minimum, maybe get a little bit more money in a contract, but that's probably your best option. And the final player on this list is goalie Braden Holpe. Um, Holpe played with the Dallas Stars last year. He was 10-10-1 with a 2.78 goals against average and a .913 save percentage in 24 games. 22 of them were starts, but he did not play the final two months of the season because of a lower body injury. Um, as I said before, Holpe, uh, well, I haven't said this before, but Holpe might be trying to do the same thing. Go so I'm really, you know, he did win the Stanley Cup with Washington in 2018, but at this point, Either go somewhere that desperately needs a goalie, maybe make a little bit more, make a little bit more money, or try to go to a team. I mean, I think if uh, I think if Florida can figure out their cap situation, maybe move Bobrovsky, going there might be a little bit more beneficial um, to Florida. If Braden Holby can get, can go to the Panthers, I think that might, that deal might be the best one for him, due to the. Panthers have a good young goalie in Spencer Knight, and if he can learn a little bit more of what it's really like to play in the playoffs and the type of mentality that he might need, Braden Holpe could be that could be that guy to really help them out. And let's be honest, Bobrovsky sucked last year, so. But, <clears throat> you know, I think I think Florida is a great place for Braden Holpe. So. Now, the final piece before we head into any Johnny Gaudreau talk, um, I'm just going to name off this list of players that are have filed for salary arbitration. Uh, there have been no hearing dates yet, and a few of them have signed, but a few of them, uh, a lot of them are still unsigned right now. So, the Anaheim Ducks, uh, Isaac Lundes- Lundstrom, Arizona Coyotes, Lawson Kraus, Boston Bruins, Pavel Zaka, Calgary Flames, Oliver Kylington, Andrew Maggiapane, Matthew Phillips, and Matthew Kachuk. But Matthew Kachuk, as I said earlier, was club elected um, for the Carolina Hurricanes. It's Ethan Bear and Maxime Lejoy. I probably said that wrong, but I'm not very good with names. I've said that before. Detroit Red Wings, Jake Wallman. Um, Edmonton Oilers, uh, Jesse Pula Harvey and Kyler Yamamoto, Nashville Predators, uh, Yakov Trenin, the Devils, it's Jesper Bratt, Tice Thompson, and Vitek Vanacek, but Vanacek, uh, signed a three year contract yesterday. So he has agreed to a contract. Um, it was like a three year, 10 point something million dollar contract. Good for the Devils. Uh, they believe in his up. They believe in his um, play, and that's something that is, for once, nice to say because the goalie situation there has been a revolving door. Um, Ottawa, Matthew Joseph, the Philadelphia Flyers, Zach McEwen, Pittsburgh Penguins, Kasperi uh, Kapanen, San Jose Sharks, um, 
was Capo uh, Kakanit or I'm struggling with these names, man. <laughs> Sorry about this. Kakanin, I think I said that right. We're just going to say I said that right. He signed a two-year deal. And Steven Lorenz, the Seattle Kraken, it's Morgan Geeky. St. Louis Blues, uh, Nico Mikola, but he was he signed July 17th, so they do not have anybody else in arbitration. The Vegas Golden Knights, Keegan uh, Colsar, and for the Winnipeg Jets, Jets, Mason Appleton. And that is the list of people that have either signed before arbitration or are going to arbitration. So let's get right into Johnny Gaudreau signing with the um I don't know why I drew a blank right there. So oh signing with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So yesterday he went on spitting chicklets and was talking about his decision to sign with the Columbus Blue Jackets over the New Jersey Devils. He was really only talking to two teams free agency before Columbus came in. Uh, he's talking to the Devils, and I believe it was the Islanders. Um, and so after having already made his decision not to return to Calgary, he was close to inking a deal with the Devils. Source said that the New Jersey Devils offered Johnny Gaudreau a seven-year deal at $10.2 million until the Blue Jackets got into the mix around 4 p.m. on the first day of free agency. Gaudreau then told his agent to make it happen because that's where he wants to go. Within an hour, the deal got done. Uh, honestly, at this point... Excuse my French, Johnny Gaudreau, you can go fuck yourself as uh, coming from Nick Scortino, the New Jersey Devils fan, because it's honestly complete and utter bullshit. I mean, there's, there's shit that he said that I was like, okay, whatever, it's fine. But after really after hearing all of it come from his mouth, it really made it all worse, if I'm being completely honest. Um... Like, this is the thing that bothers me about this. When you look at the roster of Columbus, yeah, okay. You know, Kent Johnson, Boone Jenner. Um, then you got Cole Sillinger, uh, Bjorkstrand, uh, Patrick Laine if he resigns. Like, there's a whole lot of people on this team. Uh, obviously, Zach Wierenski as well. But... Like, this thing that bothers me, man, it's like, okay, they have those guys, but the Devils have fantastic young talent that you'd be able to play alongside of and you'd complement really well. A Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Jesper Bratt, all those guys. It'd be a great thing. And you basically just say, fuck you, I'm going to, I'm going to the goddamn Columbus Blue Jackets. The, and then this. This this is what pissed me off the most about all this is when he so obviously he's in the interview with um, he's in the interview with the uh, spitting chicklets yesterday and it's just when he he at, when asked how Columbus edged out New Jersey he explained he wanted to be close to family and friends but not too close he has an open door policy for people to visit but he thought if he was too close that they'd come around all the time during the season. It could get out of hand, and he wanted somewhere. He could have his own little family thing, but also be close enough to his family, like an hour flight and a six-hour drive, so that people could visit whenever. That's honestly the, the dumbest fucking excuse that I've ever heard as to why you didn't sign with the team. You want to go home. New Jer You're from New Jersey. The Philadelphia Flyers are 
cap strapped and can't sign you. Okay, New Jersey Devils. Yeah, okay, Newark might not be the best place, but you know they have arguably one of the best, one of the they have one of the best prospect systems right now, and you don't want to be a part of that. Fine, go ahead, go piss away the rest of your fucking career left there in Columbus. All right, that's fine by me. Is what it is. I don't give a shit, but it's fucking bullshit. And he's saying this like, I, this isn't how I expected all this to go. And I just fuck off. Honestly, it's it's ridiculous. And people people are like shitting all over the devil. It's like it's their fault that he did this. But it's like he said he was thankful that Columbus came in uh, late into this. to that, And he's like, that's where I want, I want to go. Like, fuck off, man. It's, it's fucking bullshit. It's ridiculous, really. So he's now a Columbus Blue Jacket. Whatever. I'm done. I'm done talking about him as a Devils fan. Uh, it is what it is. Devils went with plan B, however, and they signed Andre Palat to a five-year uh, deal, uh, an AAV of around $6 million. So they ended up getting a winger and... They may get Matthew Kachuk. We will see what happens with that in the um as the week goes on. Also, please subscribe to my show and leave me a great review. That pretty much wraps up everything else that I wanted to uh, talk about today. So thank you all for listening and have a fantastic day. 